Welcome to Throttled Up the Podcast, often imitated, never duplicated, your weekly home for the best in motorsports coverage. Even your grandpa talking about, man, that boy too cold. We don't sit on 24s, we don't ride on spinners. I'm posted up on them 15s with platinum dirt defenders. Got kids up in my window like, hey Mo, are you going to win it? Yeah, I hope y'all brought some stamps because y'all know I'm about to send it on me. Welcome to the circus that we call Throttled Up that we come back to here every week. And our, our lead clown, Matt Staples. How you doing? Oh. I don't think I'm on. Oh, you, you turned me off. That's I did. It. I just, I totally <laughs> muted you and said, I'm moving on. I guess um, so. Wow. Man, I usually, I, I usually not, I, I usually joke about that. I usually don't actually go out and do it. So. You always warn me you have that button. I know, I know you really do. <laughs> it is capability. <laughs> hey, uh, so man, and we're going to get into some big news here later on and, and, um, across the racing world, some big things have happened this week and, uh, we'll get into it, but before we jump in here with our guests tonight, I do want to remind everybody, uh, you can go and join the Thralled Up Fan Club right now on Patreon. Um, yeah. It is $3 a month to be a fan club member uh, or $5 a month to join every APR media show. And let me tell you, we we did an After the Mics episode last um, time with Ryan Bowling yeah. and Zach Burden. It is up. Um, it was a lot of fun. We're going to hold Toby around a little bit afterwards to do uh, – after the mics those are uncut uncensored unedited um so we get to be a little bit more upfront, honest with what we want to talk about but on the other shows as well you know i had two great comedians down on uh sunday uh jeff toy and p res from roast war championships and we did a little after the mic too and uh it was pretty fun and interesting i threw some debate topics out to those two and let them kind of go at it so you, it is definitely worth your money to jump on there and uh, get some of that exclusive material. And our guest tonight, good friend of mine um, from way back in the day, as we said, both of us grew up in Mitchell, Indiana, and it is Toby Wedgwood. And, and Toby um, has been a part of Chase Briscoe Racing here for a long time. Um, started the Briscoe Breakdown podcast uh, as Chase was coming up. Um, works in PR, helps with the PR for the Chase Briscoe Racing Team. And, uh, you know, more than anything, um, not that you had to have all those accolades to be a member or be, be on the show, uh, a big-time race fan, man, and that's the biggest reason to have you. So welcome to the show, Toby. I appreciate you guys having me on. And I want to jump right in with you, and, and I know that uh, – we got some pretty special things here and and i'm sure there probably are some people out there that they get tired of me starting with this question every week that we have a guest on 
but it to me it's one of the coolest things to ask is where this passion came for all of us to get into racing and you know i know this has been all types of racing have been a huge passion for you since we were kids why where's it come from brother well my grandpa really started getting into racing back in the day you know they raced go-karts uh yeah there's the picture um that's like one of the coolest pictures that that's I own. A, before you showed up we looked at it and you know we just <laughs> that uh, looks like four of the baddest men i've ever that's seen what, yeah that's, yeah i agree and I, I mean it it's like it is one of the coolest pictures i've ever seen it's the it's the coloring of it yeah. and uh which one is your grandpa the one on the far right uh no that's my great grandpa okay uh, rayburn the next guy is my grandpa and then his two brothers don and mike um i always laugh because mike I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he just came back from Vietnam, maybe. So he kind of looks like he's ready to just take somebody out. <laughs> like, he's pissed about something. Yeah. The, the mic, is he um, all the way to the left? or uh, uh, Yeah, all the way to the left. Okay. And I love I love Don right there in the middle. Don yeah. looks like he just left a business meeting, <laughs> threw on the coveralls, <laughs> and is ready to wrench. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. like the, the coolest thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike's got a little bit of fear and loathing in Las Vegas going right. on over yeah. there. You yeah. Know, yeah. Just oh, a, yeah a little bit of the 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 look but i mean dude this is um we talk about it on here every week about it gets in your blood and it's part of family and i was so pumped because i've seen you post this on facebook before but when you reached out and said i've got a picture is there any way we can put this up and i'm like absolutely yeah this is a treasure man yeah oh yeah yeah i want to blow it up and put him in the man cave for sure um but yeah the uh my grandpa drove the 52 cart and i believe it was because my uh dad was five and his sister was two so kind of a little bit of, of a tie to that number that's kind of what i run on my sim stuff and and uh stuff like that so and he's um, got he's got seat belts on his go-kart yeah he may have been smarter than the rest of them <laughs> <laughs> but uh my, um, that was actually in mitchell um out behind parks implements a guy really? used to have an eighth mile track out there and um dick curl was his name is what my grandpa said and uh they'd run out there yeah i did not know that that that's one of the coolest things with doing this as well is finding out where there were tracks that i never knew yeah. and um it was one of the nights we were on here and and actually talking to tater masters down here in town and he said now you know right across from your house there was a dirt track and i said I, no there wasn't <laughs> and i knew at my in-laws there had been a horse track right in the front but right across the street in the field actually when you leave there's a little inlet that goes back into the field there was a dirt racetrack back there and tater said he can remember when his dad cj was racing and coming down here and watching the races i'm like i never knew that i've never heard anybody yeah. tell me that so that's cool i didn't know that was in mitchell either yeah um i was actually talking to my grandpa on the way here kind of getting the backstory because i kind of forgot what it was but uh he uh said they used to do a road race in mitchell too um out by the high school and then it cut through town and he said jim richardson clocked him at 120 miles an hour going by the high school wow go-kart yeah now I'm that's like, awesome that's, that is very why cool. don't we do that like yeah, why, why yeah. do we still why don't we do that anymore because insurance company stepped in <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah told us our premiums yeah. 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 we're yeah. gonna go up yep <laughs> and uh yeah so that's why your grandpa had seat belts yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah exactly. he's running 100 some mile an hour yeah yeah but yeah it's it's a family thing my grandpa got me into it and my dad was into it and um i i remember watching nascar when i was about four years old the earliest i remember watching and then um 
We used to watch, well, Thursday Night Thunder. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be Saturday, mm-hmm. and then it was Saturday Night Thunder. Yeah. Jeff Gordon made Thursday Night Thunder famous, man. Yep. So. yep. Yep, I remember watching that. So it's just kind of been a lifelong thing. And obviously it's been a lifelong family thing, but yeah. when did it really become the passion beyond just watching and wanting to be at the track and be involved more? Because you've really, you know, it, we've all said it. And, and when Matt and I started this podcast – that was the big thing for me. I had grown up being a fan, but in adulthood, I had become the ultimate Fairweather fan. Like, if it was perfect degrees and the right people were racing and I didn't have anything else to do, I would go down and watch the races. And when we started this, my goal was, now i got to be at the track. Yeah. And it's going to force me to get out and watch more races. So when did you really make that step that you wanted to be more involved in the industry? I mean, probably, uh, probably as a teen, I was kind of like, hey, I want to be a part of that, you know. And, it, you know, being a kid from Mitchell, you don't really think you can, you know, until it happens to, you know, Chase did what he did. and you're, Until another you kid from to, Mitchell gets there. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I'd say probably my teenage years, I, I got to where I wanted to be a part of it and, and be at the track more. I didn't go to my first NASCAR race till 2002. So, then my, you know, my dad finally took me. So, um, it's... I'd say I'd say that's probably when. I mean, but then I know I still have to pinch myself cuz I I tell I tell people all the time is it's it's dumb being where I'm at. Like it's just like this is dumb. Like I can I'm walking through the garage doing different things for Chase and it's just it's crazy. It's it really is. And but if that's dumb, I just seem to be dumb every day. Then. Exactly. Well, that's what, <laughs> see? Yeah. Exactly. I've worked. I've worked way too hard to get smart in my life. That's yeah, what I just yeah. realized. That's what I'm thinking. I've been dumb most of my life, yeah. and I, I didn't get to do that. So. No one realized how dumb you and I were. Yeah. We'll show them. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you're you're doing my dream job, man. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. So, but it is crazy, and we talked before. And don't get me wrong. Yeah agree 100 percent that it's crazy and you and i were talking about ashley yoder that we went to high school with the ufc fighter and um you know and then chase doing what chase is doing for mitchell indiana it's crazy but we've talked on here too the racing history that is in mitchell indiana bedford indiana brownstown you know north vernon this area columbus is ridiculous yes. oh yeah it's a hotbed yeah i mean that's what and local people sometimes take that for granted that how talented people around here truly are yeah yeah i mean it really is like i think diz wilson was from mitchell mm-hmm. i mean i mean that speaks for itself that oh yeah dude was yeah it was awesome and and just the amount of of tracks that were around here like i saw a map on facebook a while back that you could buy and it was like all the all the tracks that were in indiana and you know certain colored dots were active tracks and certain colored dots were inactive tracks. There was two tracks in Mitchell. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Like you don't, you just don't, you don't know that anymore because people don't talk about it anymore. Well, isn't it amazing too, that there was a time period that there were that many race cars. I mean, when you really think about it, as you and I have talked, you know, and I know I, I actually just read on, on Facebook today and I'm excited to hear that, you know, Scottsburg's trying to work out a, a four-race Enduro series to at least 
get some things going back on at Scottsburg. And that's where I'm dumb. See, I immediately volunteered. That yeah, I, would go down, I would go down <laughs> hey. and announce that. So, you know, that's uh, as soon as I seen that too, I was like, okay, yeah, I want to be involved with this. Well, so. but it was, it was the crown Vicks. <laughs> oh yes. If you've not seen the crown Vicks on dirt yeah. yet, that's the greatest thing ever. Um, but you know, getting to see that, but when you talk about Scottsburg and, you know, Brownstown, and Lawrenceburg and Bloomington and two tracks in Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that Crothersville had one right across the street here. And at one point there was enough race cars around that those things were functioning all the time. Yeah. And there's racing different nights of the week. And, you know, guys were racing two and three nights a week. Yeah. And it's just that that is uh, that's amazing to me. I mean, it's it's amazing still today to see what we can do and and what local guys do to get at the track. But and we've heard it. I mean, from some of the guys we've had on back in the day when they'd go to the you know car lot and pull the junker out the back and <laughs> weld the cage in it and work on it that week and yeah. boom, they're at the track Saturday night. Yeah, and, yeah. And and winning. I mean, they could go out and win. So exactly. the technology has just changed things so much. Kind of makes you think you're born in the wrong time period. <laughs> well, I don't know if I look bad <laughs> enough to stand with your great grandfather and your grandfather, but uh, uh, I'd at least hung out in the back and tried right? to look yeah. that cool. Exactly. <laughs> so so i also want to know kind of kind of talking about this obviously the relationship with chase and the family and how that mm-hmm. kind of brewed up where did that really take off well see my grandpa um when um ronnie dorsett was driving for uh richard um he drove the car for richard a few times and my grandpa ran around during that time so they kind of our families have known each other but you know i never knew chase growing up or anything but um uh we started talking about 2013 2014 just chit chatting back and forth on facebook and um he had hit me up about getting a website going and i i dabbled in that at the time went to school for it and and did it here and there and it just kind of brewed into what it is now i mean um ended up doing a website for him he eventually um, asked me to take over his Facebook fan page, and um, it was twenty end of 2015 when he ran the uh, indoor race at uh, Conseco mm-hmm. Fieldhouse. Um, it was after that he asked me to do it, and then the Tulsa shootout was after that when he won the two drillers there. And I did, like, in-race updates and everything on the page and kept fans engaged, and he was like, it was like you were there. Like, and I was sitting on my couch at home, you know, like watching the pay-per-view of it. And he was like, man, yeah, you got to keep doing this. And I think we grew, I think we're at 12,000 fans on there right now, which I'm, I'm waiting for it to blow up, but (laughs) I'm sure it'll take off even more. But, uh, it, it went from like 2000 fans to like eight in the year that I took it over. So he, he was like, man, you got to keep going. And I was like, okay. So. And it's crazy what you just said and how much in social media that constant engagement mm-hmm. and keeping them coming back to it means. Yeah. And uh, and it's um, it's definitely been interesting for me um, following the fan page, following some of the, the social media stuff that you do for him mm-hmm. in the sense that as busy as I am, I can't catch everything. And, and not so much now with the Xfinity series. It's pretty easy to find results and, and keep updated on that. Right. But especially when he was running all of his dirt stuff and he was and 
the year that he was at, at Roush and he was bouncing back and forth in cars and was he going to be in the car this week with somebody else running the car that felt like man you had to be on top of your toes to yeah. keep up with things yeah, that was yeah. wild because he ran like uh, i want to say he ran 30 some dirt races that year and it's he was bouncing all over the place i mean it was crazy and i do want to say and i know you've you've told the story before matt but um you how do i want to word this politically correctly um you struggle with guys without fenders at times um no i'm teasing but you you're a late model guy yeah but you did get the chance no way out a few years ago when chase was there um you got the chance to speak to him and and you had some pretty high praise oh yeah of that young man he was very welcoming you know a lot of times you approach the driver in the in the pits and you want to talk to him to the interview and you know a lot of times you just get told they ain't got time or they will give it to you but they're very short with the right. hurry up and when you know when i approached him you know told him who i was and man he was very this pretty much gave me all the time i wanted yeah. you know and uh i almost felt like i took too much of his time because he was that welcoming that i, I extended my interview just a little bit longer with him right but, uh, great individual yeah. you know he's great for the sport because of that you know he he isn't standoffish and you know doesn't give you the do you know who i am you know thing right. and yeah so that i thought that was great yeah you know so he is local so i rooted for him before that but that made me more of a fan just right. because he is approachable like that yeah he's gained a lot of following in nascar just just because of that like on reddit i think he's like a rock star pretty much because oh, he yeah. engages with the fans so much on yeah. there on the nascar page. well that was that was the year that uh thomas meserol was driving his mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. him him and thomas was like a team that year yeah. in sprint cars yep. so it uh and and what you just said i mean don't get me wrong his success speaks for itself but to come in the truck series and correct me if i'm wrong he won most popular driver in the truck yes. series yep then xfinity he's been in the vote both years he's been there i mean that says a lot to break into these series and you're already in that most popular driver vote right. and don't get me wrong his success has helped that sure but still the way you treat fans the way you interact is going to be huge yeah he he still thinks it's cool that people want his autograph so <laughs> so uh he will he'll stay as late as he can to sign everything for everyone i mean he just he loves it and then that's kind of old school because richard petty was the guy that i will stay till the last fan walks away yeah you know and uh it seems like we've gotten away from that in the, the higher classes of racing and you know right. it's glad to see somebody kind of bring that back yeah and i told this story on here and it was the same night there at the no way out um and it was before we had even started it was a different show. year though because the year i went and talked to chase he was in the, the black and yellow with no Tina's. no no this is that year okay the, i was in the stands we hadn't okay. even started the show yet yeah okay and i'm sitting in the stands and my wife and i actually went over to watch the race because matt being the good friend he is messaged me on saturday afternoon which i had already packed everything had a cooler ready to go to the track but he said briscoe just pulled in you need to head this way so i appreciated the text uh but we were headed that way but it amazed me because that was the first year that ford had kind of jumped into his dirt program and helped him um they were they were in the black and neon yellow cbr cars but i sat up there and and a bunch of the sprint fans that were sitting around me they destroyed him all night long and it just ticked me off so much and i've talked about that on here about you know nascar money and nascar this and he thinks he's this and he thinks he's that and i said finally i turned and i looked at him and i said what would you rather him be doing right now would you rather him be on the beach in destin florida and not care about dirt track racing 
Or would you rather him be here giving, or, or I shouldn't say giving, T-Mez earned his ride. Don't get me wrong. I don't yeah. want to sound like that. But but providing a team for local dirt guys and being here and making this this event even bigger and giving back to the sport because that was the night he ran Iowa Friday well, so he night. He ran the truck race Friday night and it was and Brownstown flew into Brownstown yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, and these guys are like, yeah, but it's all NASCAR. And I'm like, this is what kills the sport right here. Yeah, you've got a kid who wants to be back at dirt in Brownstown, Indiana, who could be doing anything right now. Yeah, I mean anything you wanted to do. And yeah. we're up here griping about him because he's giving back. So, yeah. I and I, I don't we don't go negative on this show very often, but that was one that just irked me with him because I thought it was so cool, and I thought it, that anytime he's come back to a local dirt race and been a part of it, and um, but I know what's your story. You were you were going to talk about when I was like a little child. But I'm I'm gonna jump on what you just said. Sometimes racing fans, we are so dedicated and loyal to the sport that we almost hurt ourselves in our sport for right. that right there. Yeah. You know, they, for some reason, they don't like to see that big money roll into a local racetrack, not realizing that they're really helping. Right. They, you know, they're going to sit and bash, you know, he's bringing all this NASCAR money in, you know, but you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people there just because Chase was there. Right. You know, that's... Well, and, and let's, we've sat here with, I mean, I don't even know how many drivers we've sat in this, this studio with and talked to. Well, this they is want, what, episode 64, so at least 64 of them. They want the best <laughs> of the best to come in. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've the talked. The drivers do, yes. Yes, we've talked about, you know, some of these, uh, you know, when Tyler Nicely shows up and it's modified or Nick Hoffman shows up and it's modified or, you know, whoever it may be, they want to race those guys. Yep. And, and I think, you know, going back to the days of Kevin Briscoe at Bloomington, Kevin loved when the big name guys mm-hmm, came into Bloomington because right. there was no one that could drive Bloomington like Kevin. Yeah. And he loved for those big name guys to come in and try yeah. and put it on with him. Chase has that as a as a big name guy. He wants to go back and race these local races. So yeah. it is that was one and I agree with you, but that is one of the things that yeah. as fans we gotta be careful of, man. We right. gotta love the guys who make it and still come back and, and show up for us. And give back. I mean it's a give yes. back is you know really what it is. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the the same way with um, the Xfinity stuff. You know, people hating on Kyle Busch because he's coming down and racing and, and this and that. I mean, everybody's got their opinion about Kyle Busch, but but uh, <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know, as fans, the fans you get on Twitter, they're all like, "He needs to stop that." And but all the drivers are like, "We love it." You know, they love having that competition and, and measuring themselves against him. I know, I know, Chase doesn't complain about it. I mean. It's and here's what I'll say about it. And I know you and I disagree on this. I'm too. not going to say nothing about. I this. know you're not because you 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 hate on him for it. Here here's where I will draw the line. I don't believe his 200 wins are the same as Petty's 200 wins. No, I'll agree with that. Even yeah. though Petty's were a different time and different era, mm-hmm. but I don't believe that ranks up with Petty. But I do not have a problem with him going down and competing with those those lower classes because i do think it is is i i i'll be honest i'd rather see him go run more truck races i love when bush is down the truck races because those truck guys have no problem getting into him and moving him and pushing him around i love watching that trucks are exciting Uh, i mean they really are this is how i'll put it i don't have an issue with him at all racing the trucks or xfinity as long as he don't knock a truck or xfinity driver out that's trying to make a living i agree with that 
agree with that. Yeah. If there is a bump in the field, you know, if the field isn't full, let Kyle Busch race it. But if he has to qualify in and he sends a guy home that's trying to make a living yeah. in a truck or an Xfinity series, that's when it's not right. Yeah, I can agree with that. You know, that that's that's the only thing I ask, I wish NASCAR would do is, you know, we only got 38 cars, guys. We need 40 Kyle. You is there two that will come in? Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. But when he shows up and makes a guy go home, I just don't feel like that's right. And he wouldn't have liked it if he was a starving guy down there and Dale Earnhardt would have come down and knocked him out of races. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I think that's a yeah. very valid point. Absolutely. That's the first time I think you've made sense in 64 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i'm getting smart in my old age man <laughs> don't if you're dumb you gotta do oh really yeah cool i forgot stuff. i yeah. gotta be dumb yeah. so i can go hang out yeah. man so yeah <laughs> hey let's uh let's take a quick break here for our first round of sponsors and we'll be right back gilpin electric and generator services is a customer first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs they're your go-to dealer installer and generator service company don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook or call them at 812-953-1261. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy, 812-372-4483 at extension 2447, or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. Hey, give Brad at Brad Irwin Customs a call for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Calling today at 812-216-3900. And we are back here again with uh, Toby Wedgwood uh, on Throttled Up the Podcast. I do want to give a couple shout-outs here real quick. Uh, first of all, Jonathan here is watching us, first-time listener, um, and says he's enjoying it. So shout-out to him, man, and uh, thanks for watching. And then... Brent Lee, uh, I've got the window open, so if you don't want to, if you don't want to actually tune in, you can probably just step outside on the front porch and hear us talking, uh, because you are far, far away here and uh, right across the cornfield. So, but uh, I want to jump into this a little bit too, because I know that you do do quite a bit of sim racing as mm -hmm. well, and we've talked a lot to some of these younger guys and that that sim race and how realistic do you feel it really is well for me it's kind of hard because i've never been in a real race car before <laughs> you know i've ran go-karts before and stuff like that but uh from my point of view i think i think it's it's a pretty good it's a pretty good gauge i mean i think ford's got a pretty sweet one that chase gets to use all the time you know so i think theirs is probably as realistic as you can get without getting in the car but I mean, iRacing's pretty close. I mean, all the bumps are in the track, and, and um, the dirt stuff, I'm terrible at it. But to watch the guys that do that. Do the bumps change? Like, if you go back to a track, are they different? Because, you know, on a dirt track, it's going to be different. They have, um, like, on the dirt stuff, the track changes. Like, it'll oh, really? change, it'll slick off, you know, it'll it'll um, get... Um, you know it starts out yeah, it'll get different and it and it it changes black. as the race yeah. goes on gets black yeah 
So, and I mean, it's, they've nailed that. I mean, it's pretty realistic in that aspect. And the asphalt stuff, like it'll, the groove will change and oh, really? it'll rub, rubber up and, and it's it's pretty close. And Did you see that uh, the young man that was a late model, the iRacing late model champion got, Clint Boyer let him get in Josh Richards' car and turn laps? Yeah. So, so he could see what how close it was to the real thing? And from what, I haven't, I haven't seen any videos, really? but from yeah. what I read, he was pretty darn good yeah. right yeah. out of the gate in the, the late model. Yeah, he jumped down in Josh Richards' late model, which is sponsored by iRacing. Right. And Clint let him go turn laps in it so he could see the similarities between his iRacing. Yeah. And, the, yeah, and hey. that's what I read, too, that he looked pretty he good. looked like he'd been in a car before. And well, so. and I go back that's to awesome. it, man, the, the, you know, the young gun, you know, the baby, Braden Watson, oh, yeah. right there from Bedford, Indiana. And- Manchild. He told me he wasn't a, a pup no more. So, you know, he's got two years in, so he's... He nicknamed himself Manchild? No, I gave him the Manchild nickname, but uh, he's no longer the pup, he says. Have you seen what he drives? Well, I know it's no longer a cube. The cube got stolen, remember? I know, but <laughs> last time I saw him, he was on a little pink moped. Yeah, i seen that, too. So, he definitely couldn't have hung out with Toby's grandfather and great-grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have laughed him away from the go-kart. Yeah, yeah. But, we, but inter- we interviewed him on his first night showing yeah. up to race in a, in a real car. So it, uh, And that's what I mean, though. Even yeah. watching him and, and how... And I know we've had, you know, Jeff Wilson totally disagreed. You can't you can't learn from it. And I get those old school guys, but watching some of these guys that have done the iRacing, I'm not saying it's a fast track, you're going to be the best, but I think the learning curve is lessened right. once you jump in. Right, and I think that's the thing, that, you know, Chase uses, you know, as a tool for tracks he's never been to. And he's got the sim at home. He's got the R-Lap simulator that you know simulates the way the car moves and the rear end getting loose and it's pretty awesome i got to hop on it when i was in charlotte this year and and it's it's pretty spot on i believe alex bowman got his ride by doing a little of that sim driving didn't uh, he was it By- william byron maybe it was, it was byron well, well how what bowman worked his way in somehow maybe i know he drove for cunningham that chase drove for yeah. the narca series and came his way up but i'm not but i thought he was him. testing for hendrix with stuff like that yeah yeah he was doing yeah. that yeah and hey, real quick before we continue, if, if anybody that's watching would right now, go ahead and click share down at the bottom left corner of your uh, Facebook page. Share this out. Um, again, we want to get as many people uh, watching as we can and supporting throttled up the podcast. But this is the thing that I think is, is kind of crazy about um, the whole sim thing, too, is, you know, and I, I again, I get some of these old school guys and I. I loved even what Jeff Wilson said. I would love to see him getting one of these that has the full motion simulation. Because Jeff right. Wilson's point was, you got to feel it in your butt, man. If yeah. you don't feel it in your butt, you can't do it. You know, you, yeah. your butt's got to be in a seat and it's got to be moving on you. But you know, it's like I watch, uh, I follow Stuart Friesen from the Truck Series and and you know the Dirt World a lot, and it's like today. He was sitting in the simulator turning laps of Phoenix, and he said, I'm, I'm going to turn laps for three or four hours today in the simulator getting ready for Phoenix. If those top-notch guys are jumping in the simulator all the time, there's something decent oh, yeah. about right. it. I agree. Well, I remember, I remember when, um, I think it was Denny Hamlin a few years ago, was jumping on uh, the simulator for Pocono, and then he ripped off like 
three or four wins at Pocono, mm -hmm. you know, just from learning different different things on it. So I think there's a benefit to it, definitely. Billy Lanehart <laughs> asked if there's rocks and dust bounce off, make it feel like it bounce off your helmet in the simulator when you race. I, I'd say they could work it, work it out. Oh, way. yeah? I'll tell you what, Billy, if you want to pay me, I'll come down there and I'll just throw rocks and dirt at you while, while you run the yeah, simulator. Yeah. Uh, I am happy, and I'm, uh, I, I'm cheap. I mean, I'd say... Thirty-five, forty dollars an hour. I'd be happy to throw mud, dirt, and <laughs> rocks at you. There you go. <laughs> and that's a deal for anybody out there that's watching. Uh, I'll do it for half that. There you go again. He undercut you. You're just trying to be dumb. <laughs> just trying whatever, to whatever, be dumb. Whatever it takes. <laughs> I just want to walk around the garage. All right, so I'm I'm gonna go. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna jump to a whole nother subject sure. because I know your passion. Hey, Watson's on now. We talked about about him. He logs in. See. Uh, somebody somebody's texted him and said they're talking trash about you watson you got to get on there um i just braden man i i know you're on now but I, the man child i gave it to him that ain't I, his fault you gotta I, yell at me for that one man how about just the child well that's like the pup <laughs> you know and Billy said he's got a sister for that. He's not hiring me to throw anything at him. No, but I want to go back to this. I know huge NASCAR fan yeah. um, growing up, huge Dale Jr. fan. Yep. And I'm, I'm going to throw, a, I'm gonna throw a, a hot button question at All you right. right off the bat. Right. Looking at the total of Jr.'s career, uh -huh. was it a failure? Or a disappointment? I shouldn't say failure. It was not a failure. Was it a disappointment? I don't think so. I mean, he's... A you know, so many fans out there wanted him to be his dad. And I, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. Sure. Because Braden Watson just said he's a man. He's got chest hairs. <laughs> I think it's hair, though, probably. I'm guessing like three or four. <laughs> so I think that may be the new nickname right there. Chest hairs. Chest hair. <laughs> so I, I I couldn't sit here and laugh while you were talking right. about serious about senior yeah. and junior and uh, be laughing at that. So go oh, ahead. No. So many people so, want to be his dad. So all the fans were like, "Yeah, oh, you're not aggressive enough. You know, you're not. He's, he wasn't his dad. So and I understand there's that measuring stick there because his dad was, you know, such a polarizing figure in NASCAR. But I mean, I don't think it was a disappointment. I mean, he, he had a couple opportunities. He should have had a championship, but in the end the way it ended with his concussions and the head injuries and stuff and i mean i'll, I'll admit I'd, I'd get mad at him because he wasn't running well you know you'd be frustrated as a fan but after reading his book that he put out i don't know if you guys read yes, that but my, i did very good book man, yeah. like yeah. i felt bad i did too feeling upset like i'm like oh that's why you didn't run that's, good that race after or, i read it i told dustin about that and you know where he was taking notes in his phone just in case that's something bad happened they could go back and realize oh this is what was going on with yeah. him that's you know yeah that that uh, was sobering for me really me too and the, wow and the pressure he felt to get back in the car yes. knowing that yeah, yeah. And he, where he talked you know he's racing at michigan and just realized it was gonna get sketchy and he's like you know I, I you know i let out of the gas and let everything and you know he realized racers don't do that no you know yeah it and like I remember the Talladega race that he was talking about in the book, and you know he just faded back in the pack, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Like, no, especially and, at a restrictor play yeah. for Junior. I mean, oh, he, where he was the, the Pied Piper yeah. there, you know, yeah. that was I mean, yeah. He he was one of the best at it, and 
I remember getting upset and then I read that book and I'm like, I, I take that back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. As soon as I finished the book, I came right to him and told him, I was like, I have a whole new respect yeah. and outlook on him it really changed because he took the high road and realized I'm probably going to die if I keep doing yeah. this. You and, know? and I, and that's the thing I think it, where I think my respect for him has gained so much. It would have been very easy for him to feel the pressure of what you're talking about. I have to at least win a championship. Yeah. I'm, I'm senior son. I have to go win a championship, and I cannot walk away from this until I do. But realizing my life's not going to be the same the rest of my life mm-hmm. if I do this. And I know that's tough for fans. I mean, I know that, you know, in a whole nother sport, the whole, you know, Andrew Luck situation with the Colts, I, I can't hate on anybody for putting their health first. Because right. if I went to a job every day – that was going to destroy my life in the future. I don't know that I would do that. That's a, all of us in our reg, our regular jobs. We always put ourselves in front of the job. Hundred percent. But people that are race car drivers or professional athletes, we expect them to put their job in front of their life, yeah. and we get mad when they don't. Yeah. You know, and that's we're kind of hypocritical with that. Yeah. You know. And this is the other thing I'll say about Junior too. Um, what has impressed me since he left. He could have – he's got all the money in the world. He doesn't need anything else. He could have literally retired and disappeared and never been heard from or seen again. Just, you know, kind of Carl Edwards. Yes. Right. You know, and be gone. I'm not picking on Carl for doing that, but Junior could have done that. Between Dirty Mo Media and, you know, announcing racing, yeah. broadcasting racing, he put himself back out there knowing I walked away early. Yeah. because of my health i didn't win a championship people expected other things he's still out there and i love that with that name and what he means to the sport he is continuing to push racing right um i'm gonna give him credit that for the first time i can ever remember they wore race t-shirts on a broadcast because yeah. of dale jr yeah and you know made it feel real yeah i i not just being a junior fan but i, I love him in the booth like he i think yeah. he brings a whole new um enthusiasm for for racing into the booth that well the, wasn't the normal fan there. can relate to him yeah that's exactly. why i was gonna say he brings a fan's perspective yeah. yes sometimes and I, I will be the first to admit sometimes he says some of the dumbest things and i but, <laughs> right. but then i take it back and i think i've said those same kind of things sitting on my couch right so it, it is that fan's perspective yeah yeah Take time out for a good night hug and kiss there. Hey, so. nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. <laughs> yeah, I got the boss of the podcast, of Media Studios, right there coming in. It's uh, <laughs> it's bedtime, so he'll he'll, uh, he'll be disappointed. Usually the question always is, not that you're a disappointment being a guest, Toby, but usually the question is, what's her number and what color? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I'm just going to tell him you're connected to the 98. Well, he's number 52. He said he runs that on his yeah, there, there you go. There yeah, you go. 52. Yeah. I'll just pull up that picture and say he's right there. Yeah, there 52. you go. There you go. But no, I, I that's, you know, I and I, I'll be honest. Out of all the podcasts, outside of all the APR media shows, because I have to self-promote, but what he does with the Dale Jr. download, I have enjoyed mm-hmm. – those shows i don't know how many times and you and i i mean you and i talk on a daily basis if not more and i don't know how many times i've come in and said you got to go listen oh, yeah. to this one or you've right. come to me and said you got to have you have you had a chance to listen to this one yet yeah 
he gets some of the most real perspectives from drivers and crew chiefs and people involved in the industry that I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And stories you've never heard, you know, like stories about his dad or just stories about racing in general. I think the Richard Petty episode a couple of weeks ago was awesome. Uh, Ricky Rudd. I actually enjoyed the Kislowski. Kislowski episode. Michael Waltrip, I think, is my all time. Yeah. Yeah, Because I didn't realize, I knew that Waltrip was obviously very very tight with senior i didn't know the the kind of father figure-esque that senior had over waltrip you know when waltrip said he bought you know a thousand acres i bought 500 he had you know whatever horses i'd have horses you know and he just mimicked what senior was doing and he said it was just so powerful to see this guy and what he did and i had no clue that connection for waltrip And, and i think in dale's death one thing in senior's death one thing that i really missed as i listened to that obviously you think about how tragic for junior and and yes you think waltrip you know teammate you know driving for his car owner but that was like another father figure for michael and to lose him and and michael said it on there daryl was so much older he didn't really help him and daryl discouraged him senior was the one that really stepped in and helped him and so I think I really missed that in Senior's death of how earth-shattering that had to be yeah. for Walter. Can you imagine going from the highest, oh the highest uh, emotional? You know, he won the Daytona 500. You know, and after after the career he had before that, I mean, he hardly did anything. Mm-hmm. And then the highest moment of your life to the lowest moment of your life, all in one. You know, within a few hours. Oh yeah, or less than that. I'm sure. On a positive, oh, not on a positive, on a funny note, I also love Waltrip telling the story of uh, when he took the girl to the race and got in the wreck and nobody took her home. Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite. He picked her up at the hotel, yeah. took her to the race with him, got in a wreck. They they medevaced him out in the helicopter and no one took her home. She was sitting there with no ride. Yeah, yeah. I just love that. I mean, I, I, I guess she got stood up, huh? I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How you getting home? I don't know. <laughs> uh, My ride left in a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a quick break here for our second round of sponsors, and we'll come right back to finish up the show. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project, and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's www.p3graphics.com. Billy Badfast Performance is your local dealer for Velocita racing gear, custom and off-the-shelf suits, shoes, gloves, crew shirts, and custom tent canopies. Also, Zamp Racing Equipment, which includes helmets and neck restraints, Double H Fabrication front and rear bumpers, door bars, and T-bars. When you're one of the guys at the track that's bad fast and you want to look great doing it, give us a call at Billy Badfast Performance, 502-517-9393. Also, look for Billy Badfast Performance on Facebook and Twitter. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like, from prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more. Stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. 
Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. I got to throw this out here real quick just to kind of add on to the sponsors. Um, If you're a driver uh, that is looking for sponsor gifts, if you're a fan or a, a wife of a driver, wife of a racing fan looking for something unique, get on and message uh, Mark and Jamie Schaefer right now. Um, I know I talked to you today. I got some things that I want to try and get put yeah. together uh, for Mark and Jamie. Um, also, and, Christmas gifts. Oh, man. You know. I know. I got I got something on my list for you for Mark and Jamie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Awesome. I got some of the magnets they were just going to get rid of. So oh, I was hoping. I little, didn't get one. A little stocking stuff. Cool. Uh, no, but I... The only gift I get. I appreciate that. <laughs> but i'm but i do mean it man they do unbelievable work and the prices are are unbelievable chafer photo and custom tea reach out to them and drivers i know we talk about this um you know around banquet time thank your sponsors man get something it doesn't have to cost you a fortune get something little thank those guys um we all need all the sponsors in this this industry we can get and uh appreciate those guys so from us to mark and jamie thank you for all you do for us and for the racing industry and you brought up the banquet i'm gonna remind everybody it is january 18th at pewter hall um get on the brownstown website i think to get your uh to reserve your seats and stuff like that and, and i've heard no snow this year we're hoping <laughs> that was miserable wasn't it oh my gosh we drove home in a blizzard last year yeah i was having a real good time and then dad came in and dad said time to go and there was like six inches of snow outside while we were at the banquet so but there was man. none when we walked in it was ugly and it was worst. a whiteout. and when I, you know, I told him it was time to go and he gave me the child love you know why <laughs> I'm like, there's six inches of snow outside. He didn't argue no more after that. Right. We no, were, and once I got in the car, I didn't want to be anywhere but home <laughs> yeah. as quickly as possible. All right, so I want to jump into this real quick, and, I, and I, we'll jump into a little bit more of this with the, the after the mics. Sure. But biggest, you know, the, probably the biggest news in racing in a long time, um, Roger Penske buys Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Well, I don't know if you know this or not. But he's owned the joint for a long, long time. Well, they just finally gave him the keys to the place. Yeah, that's right. a, <laughs> he finally had to pay his bills. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. He, he's owned it for a long time. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, thoughts? What do we think about Penske being the guy? I think it's a. I think it's a big thing. I mean, I, I think it's awesome. He's talked even in the article I read the other day. He's talking about bringing formula one back to indy maybe you know and he's looking to make it an entertainment venue also yeah uh, bringing other things besides racing into the venue exactly and i know there were some fans that i saw you know the kind of pushback oh penske hates dirt penske hates sprint cars we're gonna lose this penske's a business guy man that that event up there has done so well i do not see him coming in and destroying what that has done i agree and my personal opinion it is the best thing that could happen for the track because from what i've read and i have no idea that this is valid this is in an article 
the the price was somewhere in the two billion dollar range here's the thing at 80 some years old you don't invest two billion in something when you're already making plenty of money to have two billion unless it's a passion project and Mm -hmm. he's going to take care of that joint absolutely he's going to push it for the remainder of his life uh to be even better than what it's ever been yep and you know i probably the coolest picture i saw which roger penske could hang out with your grandfather (laughs) fit in (laughs) they had the uh the corvette right there at the the light the yard of bricks um sitting on there and he was leaned up against it and somebody had captioned underneath it said can you imagine waking up one morning walking to the yard of bricks looking around and saying i own this place yeah. oh yeah how cool <laughs> I mean, would that be which i also said johnny bright assistant principal works with me huge indycar fan and i said could you also imagine waking up one morning and saying I just sold that place for $2 billion. I said, I don't know which one's better, (laughs) that I own the place or I'm cashing a $2 billion check. Yeah. Uh, But overall, man, I think it's good. And I I saw a rumor on Facebook today that there was a lighting company um, at seen at Indianapolis Motor Speedway today. Musco, yeah. Musco was there and some speculation about what that could mean. I think... I think that might put fans back in the seats for the Brickyard. Because if you're going to have it 4th of July weekend in Indianapolis, it's going to be a scorcher. That's, yes. I, and, I loved when they moved it back yeah. to, to cool it off, and then we're back to the 4th of July now. Yeah. That's I agree 100%. Yeah. It, it's not a great weekend to sit in the no. aluminum bleachers. No. If you put lights there, I think that, that would be big. And I still would love, and I, I don't know what would happen, I still would love to see a – roval type race set up there on the mm-hmm. road yeah. yes sir absolutely we need more rovals in our lives yes. oh, yeah. that's my favorite race of the year anymore is the roval yeah because it's it's it, honest to gosh for me it's like watching the masters in golf because it it, it challenges the best of the best yep. so much yeah. that you get to see them look human yeah i've never seen top-notch race car drivers across the board not be able to figure something no. out as much as the roval i mean Chase Elliott drove head head on into the wall yeah. and still won the darn race. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. So I would love to see that incorporated with the Brickyard in some way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that'd be great. So I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to throw this out to you too, Toby. You know, there's a lot of talk right now about you know NASCAR not being what it is as a sport. Um, is NASCAR dead? Is it dying? Is it what, What's your opinion? No, I don't think it's dead. Um, I think the next group of drivers coming up is going to rejuvenate it. It's going to be the shot in the arm it needed, to be honest. Um, I, I think some of the rules and stuff they've been having and all the changes and stuff they've been going through have been and, – and I think, honestly, I think the, the years and the time period that Jimmy Johnson was winning championships over and over and over, I think that kind of – bored people maybe a little bit um which i wasn't bored because I, I love it but um i think fans are starting to come back around to it i don't think it's dead at all i think we need to uh find some different personalities again yeah. we need to find someone and you somebody just can't say that this is going to be me he's going to have to be generally that of you know, that dale earnhardt personality the tony yeah. stewart personality yeah. you know bush has attitude but it's not always the best attitude for the sport right. sometimes you right. know and that's why you need an Earnhardt and yeah. you know a Stewart type personality there right. 
You do. And, and, and we got to have some sponsors step up to, to not worry about the backlash. Mm-hmm. And that's the other side of it as well. Yeah. You know, the times we're, we're almost too politically correct with it. now, Right. Yep. Uh, Goodrich wasn't leaving senior no matter what he did or said. And right. yeah. Yes. And, and Home Depot, when Stewart was with them in his, his peak of his career, they weren't leaving him no more. I mean, the man lived on probation. As soon oh, as yeah. he got off NASCAR probation, <laughs> yeah. within two races, he was going back on yeah. NASCAR probation. Yeah. And they weren't going to leave. They were going to stand by. But, but those sponsors saw me as a shopper. I'm going to Home Depot because I love Stewart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're speaking to me with that. So there's got to have more sponsors in there that will support these guys to have a personality. And, and you know, that's what, in my opinion, the race fans want. And, right. and that's what I want, I guess I, I should say. You know, I know growing up in my grandparents' home, my grandpa was a staunch NASCAR guy. He smoked Winston cigarettes. My grandma used Tide laundry soap. Yeah. You know, if NASCAR, it, it wasn't sponsored in NASCAR, it wasn't in my grandparents' home. Right. Because that's what he felt, you know. They're throwing that money out there. We're going to support it. You know, Crisco was what my grandma used in the kitchen because, you know, they was on a Junior Johnson race car right. back then. You know, that was that was what, when they went to the grocery store, they bought NASCAR things. Right. You know, so, it, and that's not done anymore. You know, we. There's no loyalty from the fans to the sponsors like there once was either. But I also think that we've gotten so far away from products. That's the whole thing. Oh, difference. yeah. It's a service. Everything. Yes. yes. Yeah. I could go to the store and buy Crisco and support Junior Johnson. Yes. You know, um, I could. There was products on the car. Now it's, you know, I, whatever. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of one right off the top of my head. Whatever.com or whatever. Yeah. And, and the other thing, and I get it. I, I mean, I understand NASCAR's got to do it right now for the sponsorships, but the rotating of sponsors yes. constantly. As a NASCAR fan that I feel like follows it pretty closely, I'm not religious with it, but I watch about every weekend. Um, it's hard for me nowadays to know who's in what car. Yeah, right. I mean, and and the, the constant change of cars. And, I mean, you go back in the day, I mean, if if – if Gordon wasn't in the DuPont Rainbow car, it was a huge deal. Whether it was Pepsi had jumped on or it was, you know, some movie yeah. car. Or if Stewart wasn't in the orange, you know, 20 Home Depot car, that was a huge deal. Well, it's like Dale Sr. with if he wasn't in the black three, it was um, it was the all-star race. You know, yeah, that was it. A special paint scheme. Yep. You know, that that's that's how it was. And I'm not against the special ones. I love Darlington when we do the throwback oh, weekend yeah. and get oh, to yeah. see it all. But it's just it's we're selling everything in three and four race packages. And yep. I get I'm not I'm not knocking NASCAR teams. You gotta do what you gotta do to keep the car on the track, but I wish some sponsors would step up and like you said, I wish it was products. You know, yeah. that's what I love about you know I hate to say it, but even even Kyle Bush, when you think of Kyle Bush today, M&Ms. it's M and M's. Yeah. I mean you're right there with it and it's a product. Um, when you think of Kevin Harvick right now, you think of Bush, Bush Light, oh yeah, and or Bush Beer. I mean, yeah. so there are still a few of those. I mean, because when I still think of well, Junior, I still think of Budweiser. Budweiser. Yeah. I mean, that's yep. that's and Rusty Wallace, to. man. He was Miller Light, absolutely, yeah. or Miller Junior Draft. Sterling Marlin was Coors Light, Coors yep. Light, yeah, <laughs> Silver yeah. Bullet, baby, yeah. yeah. And uh, so you, yeah, you, we need a little bit of that, you know, connection driving that that purchase because it. Um, 
I think that's what pushes the the sport forward, yeah. and I, that's where you get some of those personalities that mix as well. You know, I remember, I remember being a young kid NASCAR fan. It was funny to me to even follow the Coke points. You know, I wanted to oh. see how many times was Stewart on camera and was he yeah, drinking yeah. a Coke and who else was going <laughs> to get there and you know those kind of little things. You know, and I knew who the Coke drivers were because. Right. I was a Stewart fan, and he was a Coke driver, and that yeah. was important. So, my, my grandpa had a friend that got paid by Valvoline to set at home with a stopwatch and time how much Mark Martin or the Valvoline car was on TV. TV. Like he would time that, and he would report to Valvoline, "You guys, out of this time span, was on was on there this many seconds." Right. You know, which. So, and I was going to tell Billy uh, Billy Lanehart, Harry Gant's school car is my favorite car as a kid. Yes. That was the the and the twenty eight Hardy's car by Kelly Yarbrough. Those two yes. were my two that, favorite. Yeah, cars. that Hardy's car was. And I love the Skull car too, but that Hardy's yeah. car was yeah. sweet. And, and I'll say, Billy also said, "Turn the stages into heats." And and yeah, I, I, I love it. I'm a hundred percent behind it. I, I think that, and I know you and I have argued with a lot of people. We love stage racing. I think it's the best yes, decision yeah. NASCAR well, has made. Have to race made. from the beginning to the end. Yes, yeah, I, like I mean, it. and I'm not. I know there's johnson fans probably listening what always bugged me was jimmy johnson hang back hang back hang back wrench 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 be there at the end you know make a make a two-tire stop and be able to win having to race for a championship every ounce of the race is huge to me um but i also i'll I'll give jonathan here i i think what what he just brought up is is a point um he said maybe the younger fan base needs that change so maybe the changing schemes constantly are good for this generation I think it's a valid point to throw out there. I mean, for me, no, I would rather, you know, I would rather have that one consistent look, but maybe it is. Maybe that is something that excites this generation. I mean, you look at all the other sports. I mean, the NBA wears 17 different jerseys throughout the year, and the NFL's got 18 different combinations. So maybe that is. So So, so is the University of Oregon. It does. It does. Yeah. So I think, I mean, maybe that's a valid point. Maybe that is something that NASCAR has seen. But for me, I always want to know who my guy was associated yeah, with. Sure. And that was going to connect to it. So, Well, like you were saying, was it your grandparents that had the different products yeah. based off NASCAR stuff? I can tell you right now that my grandpa was in that picture. My kids' Halloween candy did not have M and M's, did not have Snickers, <laughs> did not have Skittles, because he can't stand Kyle Busch. And it's, it, it, you, you have to have you have to have some uh, some something you stand behind, and yeah. that's what he stands behind. So oh, I can see that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Even though I also love Kyle Busch. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't. So you got good. a little dumb in you too. He's good. <laughs> oh. No, my dumb was I drafted Joey Logano this segment <laughs> in our in our fantasy fantasy team is like I, I agree. I'm yeah. struggling, man. I'm I'm not a Logano fan and I am struggling to support him. I think week. if you think back so, to that yeah. night when you drafted him, I looked right at you and said, Seriously? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was the best available, but I I really did. I, I am I'm not a Logano fan. So you're not a Denny Hamlin fan right now either, huh? No, I for they, your fantasy purposes. For my fantasy purposes, yes. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I, I usually am I like Hamlin and that's what you know, I'm like that's the only reason why I was ticked off at that. But I uh, love the interview though. Right? Oh, that I did amazing. too. I did too. So hey, we are at an hour. Um let's roll out our, our third round of sponsors here. And guys, if you want to jump over to uh www.patreon dot com slash apr media studios you can go ahead and sign up right now 
we are going to do after the mics um, on there, and we're going to get into some fun stuff. I, I definitely want to talk about, and I know you and I had some conversations, the Tony Stewart interview talking about, oh, let's go back yeah. to the uh, Denny Hamlin, Joey yeah. Logano situation. Um, I want to talk about that. I want to talk a little bit more about you know the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway sale um, and get a little bit more candid on, on how we continue to grow this race product. So, but Toby, before we take off here, um, I, I want to say, you know, thanks, man. I know it's a drive over, yeah. um, but we're really excited to have you on, man. And, uh, we appreciate it. You are welcome back anytime here in studio with us. And, uh, thanks for everything you're doing too, to yeah. promote the sport. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on and, uh, something we've talked about for a while. So, <laughs> um, it's been fun and. I look forward to doing it again sometime. All right, and thanks to all our sponsors. And uh, we'll be back here in two weeks. Uh, again, uh, during the winter months, we go every other week. Uh, so we'll be back here in two weeks uh, with another exciting episode of Throttled Up the Podcast. Often imitated, never duplicated. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's race fans. In the Fast Lane Productions has rebranded itself as Dirt to Media. This is a huge win for us as race fans as they will be expanding their coverage to three local racetracks. For a mere $9.99 a month, you can choose between race action from Thunder Valley, Twin Cities Raceway Park, or Brownstown Speedway. But really, who can choose? So for only $13.99 per month, upgrade to the VIP membership and receive video from all three tracks. The only question I have left for you is, what are you doing? Get over to dirttomedia.tv and sign up today. Hey, Matt, what would you okay, say is one of your most prized possessions? Awesome, oh, it has man. to be my racing t-shirts. Awesome. And you've got an impressive collection. But I heard about a new place, p3racingshirts.com is the one and only place offering genuine custom racing shirts with no minimum quantities. Their shirts are printed in full color using the latest technology and direct-to-garment printing. (laughs) They have custom designs for several different car types and specialize in our favorite, dirt track racing. That has to be great for the local driver. You don't have to buy all those up front. Absolutely, and they don't have to hold all that inventory at home. What did you say that was again? P3RacingShirts.com. Let's check them out. Octobilt Performance Differentials in Louisville, Kentucky. Specializes in race, performance, and street differentials. Don't trust just anybody with your differential. Make sure it's someone who's a proven winner. Contact Mike Kessler today at 502 639 7886. Again, that's Mike Kessler at 502-639-7886. Octobilt Performance Differentials, a proven winner. Does your yard have a dead or dying tree threatening your house or property? Do you have an unsightly stump you're tired of mowing around? Have trees that need trimmed up against the house? If you answered yes to any of these questions, call our good friends at Kane's Tree Service. They're fully insured and offer free estimates. Call Kane's Tree Service today at 812-344-5917. Tree trimming? Tree removal, stump removal. Call our friends at Kane's Tree Service today at 812-344-5917. OCC Seamless Gutters is the only place to turn for new 6-inch seamless gutters, gutter repair, leaf guard systems, and gutter cleanouts. I mean it. Go outside right now, and if your gutters have trees growing out of them, call OCC. Let me give you a little hint. Schedule them for a time your wife is gone and take all the credit. OCC is fully insured and offers free estimates. Call them today at 812-592-7899 or visit their Facebook page at OCC Seamless Gutters.